All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Wheelman of Genius. Uh, I know y'all been waiting on the episode for a while. We actually recorded one last week, and uh, I was really busy at the time we recorded. Didn't send the file over, uh, but this one will pretty much be uh, a building block off that. We'll cover some of the same things we talked about in that episode and uh, talk about Atlanta as well. So uh, jump right into it. Um, so I guess we're we have recorded on. like six podcasts that will not see the light of day. Yeah, Matt's just negative. He's feeling he's feeling no negative this morning. He just rolled out of bed. It's it's ten o'clock in North Carolina. Uh, but uh, yeah. So I guess where we left off, I was still the last episode we put out. I was still driving for JD Motorsports. Uh, that is no longer the case. I'm sure most of you all have seen. Uh, I kind of got bought out of my deal over there. No longer with them. I uh, appreciate everything they did for me and uh, that kind of thing. You know, Johnny gave me an opportunity when one was drying up. And uh, I feel like we had done some pretty good things together. Uh, I'm very close to everybody that's on that team and uh, thankful for the effort that they've put in for me over the past couple of years. Luckily, in leaving that, uh, I still had an opportunity over at Nice kind of waiting for me. Uh, and I feel like after this weekend, we I uh, we kind of capitalized on that. Uh, ran fourth in Atlanta, which was honestly it was a crazy race. Uh, Matt, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the race because I know you're you're very critical, you're very critical. And uh, I think somewhere it said that we almost ran like forty percent of the laps under caution, which I really don't even know why because I feel like there wasn't that many wrecks. There was just a lot of caution laps, which was strange and a yeah. lot of things. And then the whole pit road deal where you run through turn three on the apron. And I was doing that weird too. We, uh, I don't know if you saw it on TV. Like, I don't know if we were ever close enough to you, but was I the only one that was running the bottom over there? Like I'd come to pit uh, road and my lights worked. They were still all green when I'd run the bottom. Everybody else would have to bump the lights, but I would just keep my lights at the same spot and run the bottom of the line. It just made it really weird, like blending back up into line once you got on the pit road. Uh, it was de- I don't I didn't see anybody go low. Um, everyone kind of stayed out a little bit farther. Uh, these truck races, man, they're starting to just become straight up caution fest. Like, get, dude gets in the wall, caution. We had multiple debris cautions. The 34 truck or 33 truck lost ballast on the racetrack. That's another caution. I think we had nine or 10 cautions in a truck race. So, I mean, that's four laps each. You got to think for each caution. Yeah. So that's 40 laps of just pacing. Yeah. No, it was more than that, too. I mean, it was, I read it was like 40%. And that's like, well, I guess that's about right. That's close. Probably 60 laps or so. I don't know. It's ridiculous. It was it was crazy how many cautions there were. And like I said, it wasn't that many wrecks. It was a bunch of like debris things. Uh, luckily, I didn't hit that lead. Someone was saying that it was the 35, but I guess it was the 34 that lost the lead. I know I hit something. I think it was a spring rubber. I saw a spring rubber bouncing across the racetrack, and I felt it hit the floorboard when I drove over it. But, damn. Crazy race. 
kind of got into it with Ben Rhodes there at the end. Uh, shoved him in the wall. Didn't really. <laughs> I mean, I felt bad about it. I didn't even think he was there. I saw him. So we went down to the turn three, coming to the checkered there. Yeah. Did you fellas have words? I texted him after the race. I didn't see him. Uh, I had my crew chief, Hillman, Mike Hillman Jr., send me the send me his phone number. And I texted him. I was like, hey, man, sorry. Like, I mean, I saw him get into the wall and turn three. Or, like, three, middle three middle three and four-ish. And um, I was like, okay, I, I thought it was way worse than it was. I was like, okay, he's gone. Like, I'm clear of him. Like, I couldn't see him anymore. I was like, okay, I'm way past him. Like, we're on to the next thing. Turns out he was still out there because uh, I was trying to exit wide and get a run on John Hunter to try to get third. And I thought maybe we could, but uh, then I got into Ben Rhodes, put him in the wall, kind of turned me into the wall. Luckily that big crash happened behind us because I was able to kind of straighten it back out and then run fourth. But uh, it was a pretty wild race. I think Atlanta, I want to say it's aging well. And then I watched the Xfinity Series race. And that one was awful. Like, that one was terrible. People just, I mean, you got to hold it wide open and you got to be doing everything you can to stay in the gas. But there's just not enough grip in an Xfinity car, I think. I mean, there was a bunch of people that just spun out yesterday. Or not yesterday. Whenever that was, they raced. Saturday. Uh, I mean, it, it, was, it was pretty telling. It was It was pretty telling when in the truck race the first eight or nine trucks took the top. Oh, yeah, you we know. can talk about that, too. I screwed that up big. I was an eighth, and my spotter's like, all right, we're choosing this time. Okay, we're choosing this time. The first seven trucks don't take the inside. And I'm thinking in my head, oh, they called the choose off. Somebody would have had to have gone to the bottom right here. And then I, like, this is all in a span of, like, two seconds in my head, like, well, they could still go, and then I was like, uh, 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 and then I just got stuck. I was like centered up on the cone, just total deer in the headlights, and I just chose top. And they're like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I froze. I thought they called it off." I'm like, no, you could have taken bottom. You would have been in the lead right now. It's like, oh well. Yes, I not. mean, frankly, frankly, anybody who took the bottom, if you could stay there for two laps, you were going to get a caution. Yeah, and that was the thing that sucked is I would have been in the lead because that was the one that uh, uh Jack Wood got spun. I don't know. Whoever I think it was Nick Sanchez got spun. It was it was like a third truck in line on the bottom spun out. So I would have been either second or first or second. Like cause it happened at the start finish line. So whatever. I mean, I know still we, up there. we were in that position, like we were solid all day. I'm not going to say what truck it is, but we were solid inside the top 10 all day, and we just kept picking the top. Well, you go two laps, you restart six, well, then you're back to 10th, yeah. right? But the next one, you restart 10th, you're back to 12th. Yeah. It's just like because you just – it takes two or three laps to, to clear the whole bottom lane. Yeah. And we could you could just never do it, so you'd lose – you'd aggregately lose one to two spots every couple laps because of these ridiculous cautions. No, and I honestly think I think the bottom was better than people were giving it credit for. I think if people would actually like I mean, because that's how I got 
up near the front of the field was on the bottom. Because of the cautions. No. I mean, we fell back, and then when it was me, Friesen, and the 51 truck, we, like, got a 10-lap run. And then we drove from, like, the sixth row all the way up to the lead. Just I think if you, if you got the right trucks in line and the way the bottom would kind of keep everybody a little bit closer because you're bogging the truck down more on the bottom, I think it worked out almost better if you had the right trucks in line. Like the top would get so they'd get a little bit spread out because they could hold their speed better on the top. So they'd spread out further. But when we could all stay packed up, like me freezing the 51, just like drove straight to the front. It was kind of weird. And then no one else could do it. Like no one else could really make it work. Um, And I really think that later on as this track ages, that the bottom will become better because everybody runs the tops. That asphalt is just going to continue to get more wore out up high and no one touches the bottom. Yeah. But I don't know. Watching the track race compared to the Xfinity race was night and day difference. That Xfinity race was God awful. It seemed like yeah. it, was, it was the same deal. It was a caution every like three or four laps. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, the cup race was decent, I guess. But yeah, the truck in Xfinity, I don't know what the deal was. Everybody had their brains on the dash. Uh, and I really don't know if it's that. I really think the Xfinity car is just that. I mean, even when I drove the Xfinity car there last year in the first race on that asphalt, it was kind of slip and sliding. The second race was even worse. So I imagine this race was like, seriously like trying to hold on to the car but also hold it wide open at the same time so you're not losing spots uh so it's very very interesting i think if they don't pull the restrictor plates off in the july race they should for next year spring race in my honest opinion now it's going to be fast as hell but you're you're all going to have to lift Handling will be much bigger. People will come. People will bring their cars with handling in mind, not just low drag. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that'll that'll play a big factor in it. But I mean, the Cup race was good, I guess. If you wanted to watch, if you wanted to watch classic, you know, everyone single file around the top, then yes, it's exactly what you wanted. I only watched it the last 40 laps, so it was all too wide when I watched. But, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's, it's definitely interesting. But, uh, I don't know. I was I was pumped to run good with Nice. I was kind of nervous. I'm not going to lie going into it. Honestly, that's probably, the, that's probably the only reason we're actually doing this podcast is so we could come I mean, on. That, and, and I needed to cover the stuff from the whole JD thing. And I didn't want to put that out that last episode out on Monday because then I just raced. So I wanted to talk about this other new stuff also. So at the so, end of the day, Bailey, Bailey Curry's just selfish. I mean, yeah, you say it all the time. I don't know why, but, uh, this is yeah. Bailey's podcast. This, this isn't a 50, 50 split. I don't know why you're so salty all the time. You know, to make you more salty. I had Whataburger last night and it was great. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you the did. The service was terrible though. Oh, perfect. I'm glad I mean, you can what, admit what else, what else can you expect from a bunch of high school kids? But anyway, yeah, yeah. I was really pumped. But hey, uh, at, least you, at least you got your ketchup. I did get the ketchup. Too spicy, too regular. Wow. 
but I was really pumped to run good for Nice. I I was nervous going into it. I didn't really know. I mean, I've is had the first time there. you've been. Is that the first time you've been nervous for a race for a while? Yeah, I mean, I knew that like going into it, like we, I knew we were bringing a really good truck, so the expectations were there. And I mean, a lot of the times when you're running with these smaller teams, the expectations just aren't there. I mean, you want to go run good, but no one's expecting you to go like try to win the thing. You get to you got to work with a Hillman again. Yeah, I got to work with Mike Hillman Jr., which was great. You uh, worked, worked with, with senior. I work with senior forever. Yeah, I work with senior and junior now. And there are definitely the similarities. The way they talk on the radio is similar, uh, which is funny. Uh, I can definitely hear it. And uh, I don't know. There are some pretty good stories. Like there was somebody backing through our pit box, and they were all screaming at us. There's a pretty good video of that. Uh, reunited with Pockets. Yeah, reunited with Pockets. Former guest on this show. Former guest. I mean, he's former. He, he's a part time. He's a part time regular, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, we used to have guests. Yeah, we'll we'll do that again one day. Yeah, you uh, you, you keep saying that. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's cool working with him too because I mean, I worked with Caleb when I was late models when I was like sixteen, and it's funny to see him now because I'm working in the shop over at Nice now, and. uh Caleb Pockets, whatever you want to call him, he used to know nothing about race cars or anything. And now, like, he's been over there a while. He's kind of, like, not a higher-up guy, but, like, whenever the new guys come in, he's, like, the guy who gets on them when they mess something up, which is funny because I think he got uh, chewed out more than anybody I've ever seen whenever he was first new, so. Yeah, now it's his turn to do the chewing. Yeah, it's like – it reminds me of my fraternity days when I was a pledge and then I wasn't. Uh, but it's Shout funny. Out Delta Tau Delta. It's funny seeing it now. And dude, he's so quick with like the talking shit in the shop. I wish I could talk about him on here, but they're so good. Uh, but yeah, so we're we're going to Coda. We we built this Coda truck. It's been kind of tough. We came back from Atlanta. The thing, the only thing, only thing that sucked from Atlanta was uh, I did front clip that truck when I hit the wall on the front straightaway, which sucks. But we went in Sunday and we got it all stripped apart. Got the Coda truck pulled down, and this Coda truck we're bringing is a nice piece. So hopefully, I mean, I know Ross will go run good in it, and. uh should be good. We're, so we're working on the, the owner's points for the 41 truck. That's like my, my, my points battle that I'm, I'm worried about now is that owner points for the 41. I mean, hell, I'm, I'm 25th in truck points now. That's wild. Just, You've just done one, one race. One race. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there a bonus structure in place for top 20? In- I think there is for, for 20th and driver points. But, I mean, I'm, I've run one out of three races. So it's not that bad, but once we get further into the season and guys kind of start stacking more points, it's going to be a little bit harder. Maybe towards the end of the year when I'm in the truck a lot, maybe we can sneak our way back in. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, it's a, it's hard to say, right? It's hard telling not knowing. You know what they say. Uh, that's, what they, that's what they say. Have you seen the stuff about Nashville, the fairgrounds? 
I saw that the referendum got passed. So what does that mean? Because I don't know what that means. I just know that something passed. Like that's good. They can now move forward with the planning of the renovations. Doesn't mean it's necessarily going to happen. Uh, okay. But they can move forward with the planning. So that means like the city. So what they couldn't plan without permission. They they could plan, but there was the opportunity for the community to come in and say we don't want this here because it's loud yeah dude, i was there's a twitter page so good i think it's like called karen karen it's like citizens against racing something nashville and it's supposed to karen everybody's making fun i was like oh karen doesn't want this but like i was on their twitter page and they just have so many lies it's hilarious. It's, it's it's just pure politics. Like NASCAR is the loudest auto racing sport there is. Not true. That's probably false. Yeah. NHRA. I would say NHRA is probably yeah, a little bit way louder. Way louder. <laughs> way louder. And then it was it's, talking about it was talking about how NASCAR is on a decline and then it'll be gone in 10 years and stuff like that. And it's like that's not true either, I don't think. They're close, but they're not wrong. <laughs> I think it was. I feel like it's kind of on an upswing now. It's definitely not what it was in 2005. Have you seen the TV ratings for the first five races of the year? No. Down, all of them are down at least five to five and a half percent viewership wise. Now that's only accounting for TV stuff, not accounting for streaming and social media and stuff like that. So, I mean, obviously NASCAR is going to spin it any way they want and say, viewership is going to be up record yeah. numbers and i feel like attendance has been good am i wrong about that or no um on cup I mean, days atlanta, there's a lot of people yeah i mean cup cup atlanta was pretty packed yeah i mean i think it's it's on par with what they've been doing the last couple of years yeah I mean, I my, mean, I one, guess... my one gripe with you is you didn't go to the autograph session at atlanta I know, and I messed that up. Um, like I told you about it the day before. Yeah, but you tell me about it versus someone else telling me about it, it's different. Oh, so when I'm not an official person, I'm pretty on sure. Your team. No, 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 yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that you told me about it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to that. You said, I say I'm going to that. <laughs> yeah, you're like I'm going. So I, yeah, I and then that's, that's my. I mean, it's my fault. I. I thought it was after the garage opened. I was very shocked that it was before the garage opened. And that threw me all off. Because normally I get to the garage, talk to the PR person, that all right, we're going at this time. Not, all right, we got to go before the garage even opens. And also, like the PR dude didn't really tell me. I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. But, but it's here my we go. fault. I, I should have known. because, And he thinks that I would have already known because the truck guys always have the autograph session. They always do. Xfinity does not. And that's what I've been doing primarily. So I didn't even think about the truck autograph session when it happened, I guess. I don't know. Because I used to go to all of them whenever I raced trucks primarily, like back in DJ Comp days. Uh, But, yeah, I missed that one. I'll be at the next one, I promise. To all the fans out there, I'll be at the next one. I mean, Akinori Ogata showed up. And you can't show up. What the hell's he got to do? I, I didn't have he any didn't have any hero cards. 
I didn't see. I didn't have any hero cards either, and they were working on getting me some hero cards with the forty-one and everything. The poor, the poor guy who was kind of emceeing the whole thing walks up to Akinori Ogata and says, "David Starr, how you doing today?" <laughs> how do you get that mixed up, dude? He's like, "Oh, man. oh, Akinori. Oh, I'm sorry. You look exactly like David Starr." I mean, his hair, maybe. Akinori Ogata is from Japan. David Starr is from Texas. I'm, try, I'm trying to give the the guy, the announcer the, the benefit of the doubt, but yeah. So uh, I guess speaking on, on Nashville, we can talk about Wilkesboro too. They've had their tests. Wilkesboro's um, already, from a PR hospitality marketing standpoint, is so chaotic. I know. It's, it's, it's terrible. Why? It is absolutely terrible. Because there's Why? there's there's no hospitality. There's zero. Yeah, because from 1990 something they didn't and have that. All these all these sponsors are super excited to to come to the racetrack and experience it for the first time. And a lot of these, you know, they want suites and stuff. The only thing that NASCAR has available, and this is available to anyone, not sponsors, like literally anyone. $2,500 for the weekend per person for a tent on the backstretch. What about they have suites? Nope. They have stuff. I think they're just trying to make sure they get it all done before they start advertising it and selling well, it to y'all. I have been on the phone with people for the last week trying to figure stuff out, and the only thing that's available is that stuff on the backstretch. Well, I guess they're getting a pure, real deal racing experience because then they can just hang out in the pits all day. Uh, they have also limited the number of passes. passes. <laughs> yeah, like I that think each, each team got cut by five or six passes. What really? Yeah. Damn, so not like one or two. I mean, that's like half your allotment almost. Correct. That's kind of crazy. I know I know of sponsors and sponsor related people that are literally going up to people who live around the speedway, knocking on their door and saying, How much would it cost for me to park one or two of my RVs here and have a hospitality area? That's awesome, kinda. But you're nowhere close to the racetrack. The yeah. inf- the infrastructure around there is not right. do I think yeah, maybe not, but I think they can it's, build it's, on it and make it better. It's one road in. It's a two-lane road in and a two-lane road out. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think it'll be fine. I think I think they'll build on it after this race, <laughs> and we'll see what happens with it. Uh, I mean, because there is land around there that they could, like, buy up and try to do stuff like that with. Why though? To try to make it better. That's why. Because to I'm me, like sure. I was watching, whenever I was watching the, the videos from the test, it's the only like true, just like regular ass short track that we have. Like Bristol is one extreme, huge banking, like not a normal racetrack, right? Not a normal short track. Martinsville is. Two drag strips with a U-turn on both ends. And Richmond's kind of big. Richmond so, sucks. 
I love Richmond as a driver. I think as a fan, it probably sucks. As a driver, it's one of my favorite racetracks of all time. But Wilkesboro is just a regular ass short track, and I well, that's, that's cool. why it, that's why it succeeded in the first place. I mean, it did succeed. It was fine before they just SMI just bought it and then killed it. Yeah, they crushed it from ninety seven to two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, I mean they 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 killed it for Texas. That's all they did. Yeah, Texas. So what sucks is if it probably if it would have kept going from that time until now, it probably would have all the infrastructure and stuff it needed. But it doesn't. I mean, they're just trying to get a race ready at this point. Be interesting to see where that track is in two to three years. Yeah, I agree. I agree, because I mean I'm curious about it. I'm curious about that one. I'm curious about Nashville. I'm curious about like the street course stuff. I mean, because like politically in Chicago, a lot of stuff's going on that I don't know if they'll be able to do the whole three year deal. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a one year deal. I think it'll be a one year deal. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, and I don't know how they. I don't know if they just like screwed the shit the city of Chicago over. Or Chicago was just kind of blind and didn't realize what they were getting into. Well, I think but it was I, a mayor. It was a mayor who was going out the door and knew she had no chance of being reelected to just get a quick paycheck. Probably. But I'm curious about how that affects. Like they talk about, they want to go to other cities. How does that affect when we want to go to Denver or when we want to go to New York City? New York City, I think, will never happen. They can never close the streets down like that. It'd be cool. But I'm pretty sure the IndyCar ran in Denver or Cart ran in Denver way back in the day. Now you're froze. How long have we been going? Nowhere near long enough. <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt's frozen, you guys. I don't know what to do. Uh, I guess I'll just keep talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm very concerned to see how that affects other street courses. I, mean, I know it's early in the 2023 season, but I've already been thinking about the 2024 schedule. I think that the truck schedule this year is really cool uh, with Milwaukee and IRP and those kind of places. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see if if we get some maybe different road courses next year. I think Mid-Ohio and Coda are cool. I think it's good they cut it back to two, so they'll probably just stay at those places. I'm interested to see about the dirt tracks that we go to. They cut back one of those dirt races this year, which, to be honest, I'm kind of against. I, I enjoy the dirt races. I think they're pretty cool, pretty fun. I think there's other racetracks that you can go to um, around the country that have the infrastructure. I'd really like to see them just go back to Eldora, if I'm being honest. Uh that would probably be the coolest thing, but you can go, I mean, Knoxville didn't really work. It was kind of one lane. I think you can go somewhere like Port Royal or or even like an I-55 Speedway. I think that would work uh, really good. So it would be interesting. I just think the infrastructure, it's like Matt was saying, the infrastructure at Wilkesboro, I mean, I have seen the videos. I've seen the pictures. There's, I think there's more suites than he's alluding to, uh, and maybe they're all just bought up already. Uh so I think I think it'll be fine. I think that 
on the flip side of it. If there's not, I think that the sponsors and everything will get a very just true down to earth racing experience because they can just go in the pits. They'll go sit on the pit box. They'll get to see everything that's going on. Uh, you know, and the, the garages are pretty close there from the cup side to the truck side, which I think will be neat. And even I think I believe there's like super late models or late model stocks or something racing that same weekend. So it'll be just like a true regular old short track weekend with uh, a couple big headliner series in town, which I think will be neat. I was talking to Josefar who went and did the test, Carson, and he was saying that it's very it feels very similar to like a Pensacola uh, and things of that nature. He said the tire fall off and stuff like that was was huge. And that he thinks that'll be really big. He's saying like three seconds and a 50 lap run that you lose over your tires just fall off that bad. And I was even asking like front rear what he's like, no, it's just all of it. He's like, you're just tiptoeing there at the very end, which I think is pretty cool. I think it's good to have that kind of diversity in a racetrack. I mean, Richmond, you slow down a lot. Homestead, you slow down a lot. Darlington, you slow down a lot, but I don't think anybody anywhere you go would slow down quite like that. And Matt has returned. Oh man, that was a, the, that was a solo know, mission right there. I don't know what the problem is. Like we've done yeah. so many of these before. It's just crazy. Yeah, I wasn't, I, I wasn't gonna have to restart. I was just gonna I was gonna go for another 20 minutes just talking out of my ass if I had to. <laughs> just a one man monologue. Yeah. What were you talking about? I was talking about Wilkesboro and things like that. I was talking about just the schedule for next year. And we were talking about, you know, the street courses and stuff. The <laughs> who's, we? who's we? Well, we before you left, before you, I think you might've cut out before I was even finished what I was saying about the street courses, about how they wanted to go to Denver and New York and stuff. But I don't know how this whole Chicago fiasco is going to affect that. They might just want to stay away at this point. So. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see where people's support lies on year three of North Wilkesboro. I think people will still like it, even though like, dude, I hate, I hate, I mean, I've gone on about this before. I hate Twitter so much. Like NASCAR people, NASCAR social pages put up videos like, oh, wow, it's it's happening. Cup cars, North Wilkesboro. And then there's someone on there like, this looks boring. Why is this a big deal? I'm like, oh my God, y'all have been begging for this for however long. And then as soon as y'all get it, here come the people who just want to hate on everything. And they're just going to talk down on it. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really been a fan of North Wilkesboro. I thought they should have brought back the fairgrounds first. And I, I'm, Somewhat agree with that because I think that it might be a cooler location, you know, in Nashville. They could probably you're actually in Nashville for the hospitality and things like that. But I think that Wilkesboro is just the the path of least resistance. Like it was easier. SMI had it. They could do whatever they wanted to with it. The um, interesting thing is Rockingham got that money from the government, and I don't see them ever coming back onto the and circuit. What's crazy is they're trying. But I just don't think NASCAR would let them back in. Yeah, and I know Cars Tour has uh, – they've tested there a couple times, and they've just been tearing up tires. Well, they repaved. They repaved 
but I don't know if they've had cars on track yet. But, they haven't. They haven't tested again since they repaved. But that's that's a racetrack. Unfortunately, I don't ever see coming back. No, and it does suck because they are they're trying so hard. Like and maybe like, Arca. I see there's yeah Arca maybe but I mean Arca didn't put fans in the stands. They're not going to make money on an Arca race unless they're not, they any, they're not making any money now. That's true. But I mean, even a, I don't even think a truck race would sell. No, it wouldn't. It sucks because I, in my opinion, Rockingham is like badass. Like it's, a, it's a cool ass racetrack, and it just won't. Due to like location, the fact that there's already like three tracks in North Carolina. Yeah, like if you live with it, if you live in Charlotte, within four hours of you is six racetracks. Yeah, and if you can, if you can only go to one race a year, like you have options. Yeah, exactly. That's what I keep telling people, and everyone's like, "Well, no, now they have more options." Yeah, they have more options to go once. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, they're it's just gonna spread. I mean, if if they already felt like there wasn't enough people in the stands at Charlotte or something, now there's gonna be one less person because they can only go to one race and they're gonna go to Wilkesboro. Right, and you've seen that at Charlotte the last couple of years. Yeah, someone made a really good video. I don't remember who it was on YouTube talking about the short tracks and how they're all in the same spot. I think we might have covered this before, but they really are like. Bristol, Richmond, Martinsville, Wilkesboro, and if Fairgrounds come back, they're all within like six hours of each other. Right, you're gonna be seeing the same kind of racing. Yeah, and then they're trying in California, but I feel like California is gonna go away. I think it's just, yeah, I think it's just done. I think they're gonna try to maybe do something, but then like once it starts to get kind of difficult, they're like, ah, tear it down, sell the rest of the land. I mean, Auto Club was built to try to capture the L.A. market, but the L.A. market just does not care about racing. No. Like, they don't care about the anything. La- they don't care about the, the sports teams. Right. Like, the Lakers built, you know, whatever. And the only reason that they're relevant is because back in the day, Jerry Buss made it like an experience, right? All that, all the celebrities come out, and it's it was more than a basketball game, right? Because you went to go see the celebrities, you went to go see the there's a bar there, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Like the game was secondary to what you're actually going there for, right? No, yeah, we we lost that. I feel like we used to have that. We lost that. Like if a track could have like what some of these baseball stadiums have where it's like it's an all-year facility on the inside mm-hmm. and then there's a race that happens twice a year like my favorite uh ballpark has three or four or five restaurants that are open year-round they have stores inside that are open year-round right so there's more avenues to go to these stadiums than just a baseball game yeah and I think part of the issue with that is there's no need for those racetracks to do that right now. The TV money pays their bills for the year, and they're good. Oh, 100%. So they don't have they don't have to find new avenues to try to make money, or and they don't care about that stuff. They're making their money off the TV money. They don't. They the stands can be empty, and they'll still make money. Yeah, I made this I made this analogy uh, last weekend when I was talking to my driver. 
So say SMI, right? All their stuff. It's a, it's a full Sunday, right? The TV contract is the ice cream and the whipped cream. Mm-hmm. And the ticket sales, RV sales, all that stuff is the cherry on top and the sprinkles. And yeah. there's your Sunday. Like that's the spread of what we're working with here. Yeah, it's like nothing. But I I heard that the TV deal is, is working out a little bit better, and I'm hearing that'll even trickle down to Xfinity and Truck Series as far as purse payouts and everything like that, which is nice. I yeah, think we it'll have, elevate the racing in those series. We uh, had a friend reach out and ask about purse stuff, and when I went and actually put numbers to paper, it's 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 not great. No, dude, the truck pay purses suck. If you're gonna, I mean, I mean, the purses suck. Regardless, the fact that you could run thirtieth or run tenth, and it's about three grand better. That's the wild part. That's crazy. Like Why if, would you buy that extra set of tires? Why would you do any of that? I mean, he is being hyperbolic, but it's it's close. No, it that's it. It's three grand from thirtieth to tenth. I I mean, I looked at the data. It's not. It's a little bit farther than that. Five grand? Close. Not even. It's. I'm telling you, it's not. It's not that much. Yeah, and then that extra set of tires is 2500 bucks. Yeah, it's... It's It's not worth it. <laughs> I but mean, if you're playing... Think, think, if about you're playing the guy, think about the guy who runs 10th in Xfinity versus the guy who runs 30th in Xfinity. And think about their budget for the weekend. It's a hundred thousand dollars different. At least. It's absurd. So I mean, why would you? And I think that's the problem is the 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 graph if you if you graph the purse money, it's a what is it, a parabolic or no exponential. Exponential mm-hmm. graph. It uh, if it was parabolic, then the guy in forty would be making a making money, dude. But uh, Rick, Rick Ware balling out there. Yeah, it'd be. It's like it's exponential, so it goes, 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 and then it shoots up at the very end. If it was a linear line, where it actually made sense for you to pay that little bit of extra money to go try to run good, I think the racing would be a lot better. But it's not, dude. It's like right, but you're also leaving out the factors of the, you know the points fund and the week to week bonuses and stuff like that. Okay. Well, let's take your points fund. It pays 80 grand to finish 20th in points. Not a small number, not a small number, but divide that by 33 races. That's a little over two grand. Right. Right. But it's money you wouldn't have if you wanted to finish 28th, 30th every week. Yeah, but I mean, so what's it? It's an extra set of tires. I mean, it's it it doesn't doesn't make sense. It does not make sense, dude. And then driver points is probably relatively the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So I guess if you let's say you finish twentieth in driver and owner, which finishing twentieth in driver is much easier than finishing finishing twentieth in owner because you have all star cars and things like that. Uh, it's eighty grand for each. But I mean, the guy who's running the the owner who's finishing twentieth and owner points is spending a lot more 
than the owner who has a driver that finishes 20th in driver points. I mean, like we finished 20th in driver points last year and we were 27th in owner last year in the year. Which, and it was probably 100 points to 20th in owner. So it's a very, very big difference. And it just doesn't really make sense financially unless you have somebody, a big sponsor to go do it. I mean, that's, people say it all the time, the sport's sponsor-driven, but I don't, I don't think people actually grasp just how sponsor-driven it is. It's 90% sponsor-driven. Yeah. At least. But, at least in Xfinity and truck, I mean, Cup Series of charters and the way those pay out, maybe it's a little bit different. But in Xfinity and trucks, it is ninety percent sponsor driven for mm-hmm. the guys who run up front. If you want to run twenty fifth, twenty sixth, it's much. not as much. It's not as much, but you're just not going to run good, right? So, looking forward to Coda. Obviously, you're not racing. Yep. But I think you have an award to go pick up. I know, dude. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go up there in my crew shirt and just be cheesing. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that. Do I go do that? Do I gotta like go to driver intros? I'll like have my crew shirt on and hold up the hard charger award or what? I don't know. Normally, it's for maybe it's only for full time drivers. I mean, you are technically now full time truck series driver. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm elected for truck series points. I want to go up there. I want to have my tape measure hanging on my belt. Hard charger <laughs> award, baby. To really razz up your PR guy, uh, ask him about it. So he's got to go figure it out. Yeah, I am. I definitely am. I might text him as soon as we're done with this. Because <laughs> that's a th- that's a thousand dollar award. Yeah. Hard charger. Hard charger award is what we're talking about. You start about twenty seventh, twenty. Started 30th. 30th and finished fourth. 26 spots. Game 26. I don't think anybody else did that. No, no one did. I am am officially, I was the hard charger, like officially. You are still the hard charger until the green flag on Saturday. The hard charger. The crazy thing is, I could have been your PR guy. The stars did align for the most part, Uh, just didn't work out. How pissed would you have been if I if you were my PR guy and I missed that autograph session? I'd be livid. I'd be like, Lawless and Carson are here. What are you doing? <laughs> Ross showed up to the one in Vegas. What are you doing? I messed up, man. I goofed up. But there is proof that you and I talked about it the day before. I know. I, I, I'm not denying that we talked about it. I understand that we talked about it. It was just, it just wasn't in the cards. Just like you not being my PR guy, it just wasn't in the cards for me to go to that. Unbelievable. The fan, there was people asking, you know, hey, no, Matt, they were Bailey? not. There was not people asking. The, hey, Matt, where's Bailey? I said, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He's supposed to be here, but he's not. Like, oh man, I really love the show. Yeah, I said, yeah, it's it's all right. Yeah, well, I'm sorry to any fans that listened to this show and wanted to see me at the autograph session. Do you know when the next autograph session is? I don't know. I don't know when my next race is. <laughs> it's Texas. Do I need to go as a crew guy to that? Yeah, you need to get some crew guy. Uh, Euro, Euro cards. cards? Like you working under the truck. 
me like holding a tape measure out. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be yeah. doing driver comfort again? I don't know if I'm going to be doing all that. I don't mind. I, I like jumping over the wall, but I don't like having to put a fire suit on, especially when we're in Texas. Because, dude, it's hot out here. Pack pack light. Pack light clothes for when you come because it's hot. Even last – I got to the airport last night at 9 o'clock. And I walked outside because Pat had to go to the bathroom. I'll get more of that in a second. But, uh, dude, it was, I was, like, sweating. It was so humid and hot. I was like, oh, my God, it's nighttime. Oh, my God, he froze again. Well, I'll tell you all the story about Pat at the airport, and then we'll probably shut her down. Uh, so, Pat, the dog, he's getting bigger now. I got him registered as a service animal. And I did all my paperwork right this time so I could bring him on the plane. I took him to the shop beforehand because we went and worked yesterday. Uh, left, went home, took a shower, got his stuff, got my stuff, went to the airport. And uh, he was good the whole time. He got tired of the shop. So he was just sleeping, sleep on, slept on the plane, slept at the airport. Uh, it was good. Sat in my lap the whole way on the plane ride. Fine. I knew that I probably should have, like, taken him out or put more of an effort into taking him out before. I took him to the dog relief area. He did not like it. It's like a room at the Charlotte Airport, and it stinks in there. It's gross. I don't like it. He doesn't like it. Anyway, we get off the plane, didn't pee or poop on the plane, which is good. Of course, they park us at the furthest gate from the exit of the terminal. So I'm like borderline running with Pat. He's running. He knows he's got to go to the bathroom. He knows he's not supposed to inside. I could see I could see it in his face. Uh, he kind of like, we're like going, going, going. Then he slows down. And I see him. He's starting to squat. He's going to pee. He's going to pee. I was like, no, 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 no. And I'm like pulling him on the leash. And he might have let a little pee out, and I, you know, I might not have cleaned it up because the floor is kind of yellow, and I couldn't really see it. So I was like, oh, maybe no one else will see it. But then is when the, the other stuff started to happen. He's, like, running, and he starts to squat again. I'm like, oh, he's going to pee again. It was more than pee this time. He did that twice, and I had to, like, stop and, like, grab napkins and, like, clean it up, which is just making it worse because then he's still got to go to the bathroom. But I'm having to drag him back and forth to clean up his uh mistakes <laughs> but then i get him all the way outside doesn't go to the bathroom and it's hot so now i'm just angry my allergies are killing me then my bag was like the last one off the plane which sucked but yeah that's it we're in austin now i'm at my parents house uh, he's getting to see his brother my parents have his brother willie they're running around having a good time and uh yeah i hope you all enjoy this episode Matt's gone, obviously. He froze, backed out, lagged out. Uh, I will make sure to get this episode actually uploaded this time. Uh, I apologize for last week. I was, I was busy, dude. We were, it was Thursday, I think. Uh, we recorded late. I had to pack my bag, and then I had to leave at 3 o'clock in the morning the next morning to go to Atlanta. So, uh, Oh, Matt's back, just in time for the outro. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that'll probably do it for this episode of Wheelman of Genius. Uh, I'll try to keep y'all updated. I said I'm not racing this weekend, but uh, maybe me and Matt can go over the events of this weekend next week in the episode. Uh, it's gonna be another short week. Trucks are going to Texas. 
Uh, Matt, I'll get ask you about that. Are y'all bringing y'all's Texas truck to Coda? No, our our super trucker is hoofing it back to the shop and then driving back to Texas. Same. That's kind of crazy that they did that. Why on earth would they like? I understand the West Coast swing; they're all ovals. Even in Xfinity, they got two Xfinity races back to back in Portland and Sonoma, but they're both road courses. But to have a long haul for a road course, come back long haul for an oval, kind of sucks. Yeah, and I'm gonna have a cranky truck driver as my roommate, regardless for the next two weeks. So that's going to suck. Cranky, cranky tater. Yeah. Cranky tater. That man fell asleep last week watching a video. He had it propped up on his belly so he could like see it. And he was, he somehow has like Instagram where he's watching Facebook reels. And does he just go to the next one? No, it stays on the same one. You want to know why? Because for <laughs> 20 minutes, I had to listen to an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> and I thought it was like a different, I was, I was on my phone thinking like, oh, he's just listening to music. Kind of weird when I'm trying to watch TV and be on my phone, but whatever, teach their own. But then I started like hearing the same lyrics over and over and over again. I'm like, oh, this is just the same video. Cause I was just scrolling on my phone. So I uh, chucked a pillow at him. I'm like, hey, your phone's going off. He goes, what do you mean? I said, never mind. Because <laughs> then it, it flipped to something else. I'm like, oh, never mind. You're good. But at the beginning of the season, before the season started. He probably thinks you're an ass, dude. <laughs> he, no, he's fine. Before the season started, he came up to me and goes, hey, man, you're not going to – don't expect me to be in the hotel rooms, you know, a lot of the time because – I'm fucking super trucker and I just want to stay in my truck. I said, Hey, more power to you. Right. Yeah. Cause if I can be alone, I can, that's perfect. Anyway, we're what the fourth race into the year for trucks. He's yeah, like, can... you guys going to come pick me up Thursday to go to the <laughs> hotel. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, is someone going to come pick me up Thursday to go to the hotel? I was like, Buddy, I thought you were a super trucker. Like, you want to sleep in your truck regardless. He goes, oh, hell, man, I need to come take a shower. I'm like, well, we're not going to the racetrack on Thursday. He must so we'll have, pick you up on Friday. Was did he was he there before this year? No. He must have been, like, a really bad team who got really bad hotels, so he just wanted to stay in his truck. Now he's no. with a good team. He gets good hotels. The old Taterade has been out of the game for like 10 years. Yeah, so well, so he's probably used to like, I mean, imagine 10 years ago, there's no telling who he was driving for. Probably bad hotels. Yeah, he's driving for EPR. Who's that? Phil Parsons. Oh, then yeah, they weren't getting good hotels. Sorry, Phil. Shout out, Stefan. Yeah. Because he likes seeing my Snapchats of, of Tater. He thought Tater was dead. What? <laughs> well, I guess he probably knew him from when he was a kid. Yeah. That's funny. Well, that's probably going to hey, do it. That this is the first race we're going to have without interrupted stage breaks since 2016. Do, I, well, we do need to talk about that. I was talking to someone. Like, no one in the shop was even aware about that. And I'm like, yeah, dude, there's no stage breaks. Like, so what do you do at the stages? I'm like, you just get points. You, you just keep, keep going. going. So, so this, 
this new concept where you don't stop the race for the stage. Yeah, it's weird. You think so you can't flipping it backwards? I think it all depends on where you are. Where do you want to be? You want to win the race, or do you want to get stage points? Well, yeah. I mean, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking for the 41 truck. Obviously, we're not in the driver championship. We're not trying to get stage points. We're trying to win. I haven't looked at the lap count, but I mean, I imagine we'll be pitting like early. It's like 14, 14, and then whatever's left. See, I it might know. be it might be twelve twelve and then whatever's left. I think it's twelve I twelve. I don't know how long he can go on fuel. But I imagine we'll be pitting like early. Don't wanna throw a strategy out there, but I'm sure people will be pitting on like lap five. That's what I'm thinking, like lap four or five, come down pit road. And you think you take tires and think you just top off. And it all depends on what the wear is. Yeah. So I think, uh, I mean, if you're coming in on lap five, you're probably not taking tires, but if you're coming in on lap 13, you probably are taking tires. Yeah. yeah. I think you're going to, you're going to sacrifice one stage for the other. See, I'm feeling like whenever I ran this truck race a couple of years ago, you didn't have to pit under green in the final stage. So, how long is the final stage is? If it's 12-12, it's 42 laps. It'll be 20 laps. Am I right? No. 18? It's 42 laps. 42 laps along the races? Correct. That's it? Yeah. Yes, 18 laps, the final stage. I'll say you can go 20 laps on a tank. You pit on lap two, three. Top off, get to whatever. Yeah. Should be interesting for sure. Maybe people get bold and try to one-stop this thing. It probably couldn't be done, but I think if you get a late caution, you're screwed. Right. That's true. Yeah, it's like you're going to go lap down, but I don't know. We hadn't really, like, we hadn't really talked to Helmet about our strategy for this deal yet so do you do you know what your role is when you're not driving like are you a, a backups backups engineer are you sitting in the front row pointing out stuff on the tv or i don't know as far as racetrack goes yet i guess i'll find out this weekend i've been kind of finding my sp- spot in the shop uh, uh sorry here <laughs> over the past week or so yeah but, because uh, when i saw that truck roll through tech it probably had the most people pushing it that I've seen. I mean, there were some people that, that aren't there during the week that were there. There's like the 12 people pushing his truck. There's not tech. 12. You think it's me, Hillman, David, Caleb, Rob Bob, and then there's Buckwheat. So the five of us are the, the main, like, that's all that's really there. Buckwheat, Chuck, and then maybe someone else might have been there. But. Oh, and Landon. Landon's on a full-time, so six. And then Buckwheat Chucks, that's eight people. It is a lot of people, but yeah. Oh, truck driver, maybe. Oh, yeah, Eric was probably helping. There's a lot of people pushing the truck. So, like, ten. So, when I said twelve, that's yeah, you're, that's you're totally honestly, ludicrous. Like, you said that, and I'm like, no, there's no way. But honestly, nine people is a lot of people to be pushing. Yeah. When NASCAR mandates, you can only have five. 
but like some people are just extras. Like, and then Landon's not there all the time because Landon does the tires. Eric's a trucker, so he's got to do other things. <laughs> Buckwheat's not there really. Chuck is there on a weekend. You know what I'm saying, dude. You know how that goes. You get extra people on the weekends. It also helped that it was Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta's close. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I, I, whenever I was, you were radio silence for a little bit, I was talking about it. I was actually getting ready to wrap it up before you came back. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll see this weekend. Hopefully your team has success. Hopefully my team has success. Yeah, the hey, good thing, the good thing about, about um, the last podcast not coming out, Bailey all but said what team I worked for. So, oh, you're so I don't know why you're so scared about that. I'm not scared of it. It's just a fun running bit that people have to guess. Yeah, I guess so. But what if y'all like win this week? Are you gonna say you're you're gonna take credit? Like it's all me. I did all the social media. I do all the stuff. No, no. All right, that's probably good. Because it'll be two and a half, three weeks before the next podcast comes out after this hour. Oh, shut the hell up. Yeah, we'll get one out next week. It's just, dude, it's been, it's been a hectic couple weeks for me. I've had, I got fired on my day off. Uh, I went to a new team. We had a good run. I've been working a lot. It's been a tough week working too. You went, you went to a new team that was also an old team. Yeah. I mean, we've been working a lot too because it is this whole Texas swing right now where you got to have stuff ready to go on like Tuesdays. And you guys had to get a North Wilkesboro truck truck together and a test truck ready. So is that going to run Martinsville for someone? I don't know. It might get put on the shelf. Hey, but you guys did show up the right way, right? Yeah. Test truck, baby. No, those other trucks came with full on paint schemes on them already. Yeah, I know. I know. So, yeah, I don't did know. You, did you go to the test or were you guys? I didn't. I, I was bummed I didn't get to go. But, I mean, there was, we still had stuff to do to our Coda truck, so it was probably best that I stayed back. And I uh, worked all that. So, I mean, I don't know. Apparently, they were pretty good. I don't really talk to them about lap times or who was fastest or anything. But I'm hearing that song. You're definitely not driving North Wilkesboro, right? I doubt it, unless they make a rule where cup guys can't run to get experience for the cup race. Well, that's not probably going to happen because there's already been like three or four cup guys that have announced that they're racing it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, probably not. So, so that's going to do it. Long. That's going to do it for us here today. Yeah, that is going to do it. For this uh, wonderful podcast. Get some good stuff, get some good content. Maybe we'll see some funny things this weekend. Maybe Tater will do something good. Uh, but that's it. Hopefully we'll get you one next week. I'm going to get this one uploaded, I swear. I'm doing it right when we're done. So uh, okay. see you all next week. This has been Wheelman of Genius. Uh, we're out.